0: Welcome to She Can and She Will. I'm Marianne, also known as the Country Mompreneur, and I'm joined by my co-host, Deesa McAllister. We are moms, work-from-home experts, and we love helping women take control of their lives and see all the possibilities. On this show, you will learn from us as well as other women who kick-butt in their lives and want to help you do the same. So sit back and get ready for some fun. Welcome back to She Can and She Will. We're being joined today by Amy Fagan, podcast host, jam maker, and administrative assistant. Before I ask you anything else, what's your favorite jam? Um I think strawberry. Yeah, strawberry's my favorite too. <laughs> I, I love it. I love a good strawberry jam. Sometimes people mix it with banana. Not really sure I love that mix in a jam. Mm comes across a little weird to me. I um, like
1: straight up. Yeah, I mean, strawberry banana yogurt is okay. Yes, yes. Strawberry rhubarb jam is good. I just, I just something about strawberries are just so fresh and special. Yeah. And I actually don't eat a ton of jam. I eat jam every morning on my toast, but yeah. it's not like I, I'm not like eat it with a Double spoon. It in. I have horrible <laughs> teeth, and so I cannot eat that much mm-hmm. sugar. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just, it's just um, something that, it's just something that I do. I, I just love the fresh fruit. I literally, yeah. blueberry is probably one of my most popular, but I do not like cooked blueberries, like, at all. Wow. No. Nope. I like them straight, fresh, right off the plant. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> like them frozen, really. My
0: husband's like that, too. He doesn't really care for any sort of desserts or anything that have blueberry in them. He's a...
1: yeah. Oh, I love dessert. Just don't cook the blueberries.
0: <laughs> so let's start with just tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Oh my goodness mm-hmm. well,
1: how I got to where I am today um is kind of fluky i mean i um I have been working in office positions uh for the last twenty ish years, and um I was kind of burned out feeling, um, unappreciated and I had been at my job for over 12 years and I was thinking about leaving and I was really unhappy, but I am the, I am such, I'm such a, like loyal person. Like this is, it's a, it's a fine job. I'm, I'm needed. I'm not appreciated, but I'm needed. And, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it feels good to be needed and I don't like change. So I was staying there. Um, and, uh, in my life, I found I need something to just stop that, um, that, uh, routine. And so I, I was in a car accident. I, it was not my fault. I was hit by a car. I was out of work for four months. I couldn't walk. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, it's so. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. It was it was super scary. It was really painful. It was the best thing that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, sadly, because while I was out, I, you know, people are like, watch all the, all the YouTube and all the you know get caught up in Netflix. I was doing webinars and workshops and you know listening to podcasts and stuff and and um, I just got myself all worked up to <clears throat> to uh, start my jam business, which was also not a plan. Like I was mm-hmm. just gonna work Monday through Friday and have fun weekends. And, um, I, um, so I, because I work office jobs, I don't make a ton of money. Uh, my husband has his own business and he does okay. And I just feel personally, like, I feel like I need to contribute more like to feel like I'm on an equal plane with Mm -hmm. him. And so, um, I have I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to make more money. And not at this job. There's just not a ton of money to be made. So I'm going to start gardening. I'm going to preserve what I'm gardening. And, you know, if, if I can't make more money, I can at least save us some money mm-hmm. and have us eat healthier. And um so that was my thing. My sister got married in 2014, and I made those little tiny, um, you know, four-ounce jars of jam for wedding favors for everyone. And they were like, Amy, you, you have got to do this. Like – you this is amazing and i i was like i'm just making jam it's just jam you know um and i do not i do not have a mind for business i should not be a business owner at all i'm sorry um i don't make a lot of money at my job um or my business <laughs> um but uh it it's fun to get out and to network with people and i get to talk to farmers and um and then in doing that It just came around to – I was talking to a friend of mine at uh, the farm that we volunteer at. We're volunteer gardeners on Saturday mornings. We're on our sixth year now, and we were just sitting around and thinking, wouldn't it be so cool if we, like, started a a YouTube channel and we're talking to homesteaders about the homesteading skills and – and then we would like take one skill every week and like take it home to our lives and see how it incorporated. And is it doable? Is it going to take a lot of work? Is, you know, or is this something that we can totally just like no problem, you know, Oh, we've added this skill and then, you know, try a different one and like do that every week or every two weeks. Um, and then that, it didn't really work out just timing wise with the two of us. And so I was like, well, I need to do something. And so uh, I thought of the idea of the podcast, but it was going to be, homesteading also but then that I just I have a lot of weird feelings about homesteading it's a very um it can be a very exclusive group like you're either a homesteader or you're not a homesteader and you know learning the skills is great but you don't have a huge property and you're not you're like not off grid and blah blah blah. like I don't I don't like that whole um exclusivity and so um again like two years I was talking about doing a podcast it was um July of 2020, when I, fir- when we first started talking about that, and then it was last year. So like February, 2022, a friend of mine told my sister-in-law um, that there was a podcast uh, retreat in Florida and I'm in Maine. Um, so he said there was a podcast retreat to teach people how to be podcasters. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, it's in Florida. There's a pandemic in case you haven't heard um and you know still i have a business that's not making any money really and i'm not making a lot of money at my job so i was like i can't really and so this friend was like i'll use my points i'll get you there you know you just have to pay for the retreat i'm like dang like that's just too generous the thing and this is again like that thing right. that stops my routine Like I, I can keep talking about it and talking about it, but someone, I just need someone or something to just stop that, that train of thought. And so that was too big of a thing for me to just say, no, thanks. Like, so I went to this podcast retreat. It was incredible. It was just, it was like two days, but it was, it was incredible. Like I, I made new friends. I learned a lot. It was only four people. So it was not like, it wasn't like podcast, podfest fest. Yeah. yeah. Convention. Um, it was just four people learning together and um, having a good time. And uh, it was, it was great. And uh, so that was March. So he told me in February it started, it was the beginning of March. So it's just been a year since that. And then um, while we were there, we came up with the name of the podcast and sort of an idea. And then June, my podcast launched. So what's it about? It is. So it's called Grounded in Maine podcast, and it is about sustainability. So, um, I, I want, I, I'm always looking for ways to be more sustainable. And I figure, I hope that there are other people feeling the same way because sustainability is a really like broad, big, it can be a scary word, like overwhelming or intimidating. Um, and so, I wanted I wanted to be able to break it down for people and say, you know, just like you don't have to be doing all of the sustainability things like homesteading kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to be doing all of the things. But if you're doing something, you're being part of change. You know, you're being part of progress and it's it, you're being part of the solution. And uh, so I'm just I'm talking with people and recording my conversations. I mean, like like your podcast, it's very laid back. I've Mm -hmm. talked, I just talked to somebody last night about, um, minimalism. It was like the most fantastic conversation I've ever (laughs) had. It was amazing.
0: Don't you love it when you have an interview that's so amazing? You're like, I can't wait to get this edited so everybody can hear it.
1: Oh my gosh. I have become so addicted. Like I, when I finish an interview, I'm like, when is my next one? I was like, I don't have another interview until next Monday. Oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do with my time? (laughs) Um, and I, I just love it. I just so look forward to it. And the people that I've gotten to meet and talk to and the things that I've learned, like I'm not, I'm not an outgoing person. I'm a very shy, sort of shy person. Um, and I don't have like super, I'm not very confident in my abilities or anything about myself. So like, (laughs) The solo episodes are torture. <laughs> I mean, even just like trying to come up with a one sheet and, you know, doing advertisements and stuff. I'm like, what do I say what about I myself? I don't know.
0: I'm sort of like that, too. I'm naturally an introvert, but I'm an introvert that forces myself to be an extrovert. Like I went to college for journalism minored in theater like all the things that an outgoing person should really do yeah. and i went and i went into news radio for many 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 years and i loved it because it's fun once you're in it but forcing yourself to get to that place is can be painful mm.
1: sometimes right oh yeah no i'm totally i'm still like i can't talk about myself um <laughs> But I can talk to other people, no problem. Yes. Yep, forever and ever. And depending on the topic, you get me started. And <laughs> I was a little worried when you brought up dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I when we started this podcast, I had done podcasts for I think I've, my other one is about four years old, and it's very—I can admit—it's very dry. It's talking about the tech industry and the federal space, and it's a very dry podcast. So I've been wanting to do one where it's women talking about things that will inspire each other in different ways. Mm. So like talking about, I have a a lady that I spoke to that's a chef and she was talking about how she was a horrible cook and how you can become a good cook and just different things like that. People that are time management experts and how to, so all the different things. So I know how hard it is to get a podcast going and out of being in a brain space to actually going. If someone's looking at starting a podcast, what are some tips that you would give someone?
1: Who um, first one? Don't wait. Um, I mean, you can you can wait until everything's perfect, but it's never going to be perfect. Right. You're never going to be. You know, you're not going to start off purpose per- perfect unless you like try like practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and podcasting is very, um, it's very forgiving. And I would also say definitely hook up with as many groups as you can because networking is your best friend. The podcasting community is, it's unmatched. Like you just can't. Um, the generosity, the experience, the support, uh, is, is you just can't, you can't beat that. Uh, but just, you know, hook up with as many people as you can for support. And, you know, if you need the interviews, (laughs) um, I, I've gotten so, so many, um, of my most recent interviews through a Facebook group, which I think is how we hooked up as well. Um, but, uh, definitely just start it because, you know the more you do it the more comfortable you're going to get the 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 easier it will be to work around things um i also would say no i'm not going to say cuz i'm not a pro um i mm-hmm. people have different feelings on like editing not editing mm-hmm. i started out doing a lot of editing and then i was like i don't really have time for this like i would spend 3 hours editing every um and and mm-hmm. and uh and uh and then i was like I have no – I'm, like, spending an entire evening doing this.
0: Yeah, and- if if I have someone that has a huge brain fart in the middle of the episode and it goes, I'll edit it out. But for the most part, I like to keep them very natural, very – Cause we're so conversational. So um, I like to keep them very genuine. That's what it,
1: that's what it's about. Like that's the kind of podcast that I'd like to listen to. I remember Mm -hmm. when I was starting, um, a family member was like, Oh, make sure you get all the best equipment. So you sound super professional. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Okay. Like professional doesn't really, it doesn't really go with me. I don't feel comfortable with that word. Um, and I just, I, the podcasts that I listen to, there are a couple that are super, super uh, refined. But most of them are conversations. Mm -hmm. And And
0: I, no matter what equipment you get, like I've gotten obviously a microphone and and you got the, the, the sound equipment, right? But people invest and spend so much time waiting to start their podcast until they get a perfectly soundproof room and a perfectly this. And you're spending a lot of money. I feel like that you don't really need to.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you also hear about people that are recording in their closet and. Yeah,
0: I started, I I have a closet that I soundproofed and I started in there. Then I, I had to do a couple out in my office. So I set my stuff out up here. The sound was no different. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, that was a big waste of money. And why am I being hot, sweating in my closet when I don't need to be?
1: <laughs> I just think about we don't have we don't have like a walk in closet. And so I'm like, I literally don't have that space. So I'm in my living room. We have a curtain behind me yeah. to, to, to absorb some of that, the, um, the echo. Yep. And sound. Yep.
0: I put some pads up, but I mean, overall it's, it, it is, it comes across the same. I mean, people want to hear, they'll listen. What, what I would like to find out from you is how do you promote your podcast?
1: Um, I am at just social media right now, really i mean i I'm I found I'm a really big fan of hashtags, and I've heard people say both ways like hashtags don't really mean anything, hashtags are everything um i I like them, and I will say the reason why. I'm bad at them. Like I, I don't even know what SEO is. I mean, I know what it stands (laughs) for, but like people are like, what are you doing for SEO? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, uh, hashtags, I'm pretty sure that hashtags got me my first sponsor. And, uh, because it, because they're an environmental group and, I had never heard of them before, (laughs) but they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, do you, would you want to be sponsored? And they're not paying me any money. They're just advertising me on their website, which that's whatever. That's still good. I mean, and my first thought, Marianne was like, it's not a mattress company. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not making any money for my podcast either, but I'm so psyched that my first sponsor was not mattresses. Yeah, or, or whatever. Like, it's something mm-hmm. actually in my field. Yep. But it's so just, tell me, yeah, if, so, sorry, if
0: people want to find and learn more about your podcast. You're on Facebook, right?
1: I'm on Facebook. I'm on I'm not as active on, on Facebook as I am on Instagram. OK, Um, I I have the two accounts linked together. So I don't have to do because I have I have a personal page for Facebook and Instagram and I have a jam business Mm -hmm. and Instagram. And now I have a grounded in main Facebook and Instagram. And then I have an I have a Facebook podcast group, which I'm not that active in, unfortunately. But like there's no there is no way to do all of that and work a job and do the jam interviews (laughs) like my husband already is like.
0: Do you have um, any free time in your life? No,
1: no. Can I get on the schedule? Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, I felt bad. We have somebody staying with us right now. And she, she showed up last night at like six 30 and my podcast interview was at six 30 and she was like, I'm going to make dinner and they And we're like,
0: no, no, no. Okay. So I end every podcast with the same question. How do you stay organized?
1: <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> um, I don't know. i uh, I, I've been working with these folks, um, called Numospect and they created a new, uh, streaming platform. Uh, they're both podcasters and so it's, it's for, you know, you can, you can post, uh, on all the social media sites like Twitch and there's a new one and YouTube and, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Like you can, you can all at the same time, which is super cool, but they're also, it's called Numospect. Okay media and they do they do a one-hour show every day um from 1 30 to 2 30 eastern on and I watch it on YouTube every day because I'm sitting here in my office yeah. um <laughs> uh, but uh, so and that's that's one of the things like I was saying you know hook up with as many groups as you can like we just we just had a creator lab so for our group in the NumoSpect group we have a Wednesday creator lab where we learn new things. Like today we were learning about sponsorships. And last week we were working on our, uh, like a 15 second ad to do ad shares. Um, so it's a really, really great, a super, uh, super supportive group. And, you know, you get to learn about different people's uh, systems and podcasts and, and uh, they have helped me out with a lot of stuff because I am not a tech person at all. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me cry. <laughs> I, but I'm, you know, I'm getting there slowly. Like they hooked me up with, um, just like taught me about how Google calendar can be used for a lot of things, you know, just like mm-hmm. schedule your day. What are you absolutely not available for? How much time do you want to spend on your podcast every day? Like looking for new guests and stuff like that. So we have it in the calendar. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest thing that's been helpful for me. Yeah. Uh, I love to use. it if you they use help.
0: Calendly, I love Calendly.
1: I have a Calendly link. I just I'm I feel I think it's it's just overwhelming for me to have more tech when I already oh. have Google Calendar. That's that's and I I'm not sure. Like I I'm not I'm just not as experienced with that and I'm not saying I would never use it. I have the the link. I'm I'm unsure of myself using it, I think. But um and also so they Numospect also hooked me up with uh, Jotform which is what I use for my podcast. Okay, yep. yes. Uh and that that's a huge help to, to have the the um release form and you know tell me about you in the same thing and it's not mm-hmm. sending emails or Facebook messages going back and forth. Yep. So those are those are big big things. And then just getting into the the rhythm of um I'm not I'm really bad at batching. I, for the first several, several months, I was like, I was, um, I was like scurrying. I was chasing all the time. Like every week I was like, oh my gosh, I have to find an interview for this week to, to, to air on Tuesday. And so like Saturday or Sunday evening, I would do that. And then the editing, I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm killing myself here. And so now I'm just like, um, Now, now I'm just doing them as often as I can. Whenever Mm -hmm. you know, when the opportunity comes, I can. Anytime after four thirty, I can do that. And uh, however it works out, uh, I'm just gonna make it happen. And then, so it's not necessarily batching. I'm just doing them often, so I'm ahead of myself. Yes, because we went. We went away for a week and I was like, I'm going to do a live episode while I'm away on vacation. And then of course that didn't happen until we got home Sunday night and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to have an episode. I have to have an episode ready tomorrow night. So then I had to do it by myself and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Ah, because the solo ones are so hard.
0: Mm-hmm, they are. That's what usually I have my co-host Disa on with me, but sometimes she has things come up. So she has to do kids stuff, but oh. it's, it's much easier when you have a co-host. That's, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, but so to answer your question, sorry, I got off on a tangent with uh, <laughs> social media, but um, you can find me grounded in Maine podcast just about every- everywhere. Um, I am on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, but not as grounded in Maine. I am, as Amy Fagan, I think, on LinkedIn uh, because I also look for jobs there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But grounded in Maine or grounded in Maine podcast, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Amy's Garden Jam is my jam company, and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) Is that
0: (laughs) awesome? Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This has been it's been so nice to get to chat with you.
0: Yes. Thank you for listening. She Can and She Will is a Country Mompreneur production, audio mix by Marianne, research by Deesa McAllister. To learn more about this and other Country Mompreneur productions, visit thecountrymompreneur.com.